0: All right, welcome to the Felt Recall Podcast, Episode One Hundred and Thirty Eight. We've done this one hundred and thirty eight times, yulon When will I tire of you enough to do this no more? I don't know. I, I don't that's know. What happened
1: last week? Actually,
0: what happened last week was work, a lot of work, and we had a good time at work, did we not? Yeah, I indeed we did. Thank you.
1: So, I mean, we were we're still hanging out. Yeah, we just didn't record it.
0: I got you. We probably could have, huh? Probably could have. Uh, But I digress. My name is Chris, and across from me is Patrick. Hope you're doing well, buddy. I know you are, because we've been talking for, I don't know, half an hour now before we hit record. Sometimes we get together, and it's kind of like we could have done a podcast before we do the podcast. I
1: I think that's what other people call a
0: Patreon. I was just thinking, if people liked us enough... We could have like a pre-show or post-show pay-to-play and see what we do type stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I am. I just recalled I'm missing one more thing. Um, <laughs> my mind is so scattered. Missing I uh, your mind
1: that you're missing.
0: It is okay. A little bit. I I was just thinking. I met Hoyce Gracie this week.
1: And you're still alive so at the work event. Congratulations on that. Yep. Thank you. I had to tell him
0: that my entire life now I've been mispronouncing his name. I didn't know it was Hoyce. I, I knew who Royce Gracie was. I didn't know Hoyce. Anyway. All right. R-O-Y-C-E. If you don't know who that is, you can look him up. Uh, he won the first ever UFC. He won the second one as well. He won the fourth one. Longest fight in pride fighting history at 90 minutes long against some Japanese dude. And he told me some interesting stuff like jujitsu. The whole goal of jujitsu is you're not supposed to hurt your opponent. Did you know that? It's just about submission. You don't hurt people with jujitsu. And then he told me he'd never been in a street fight, which was interesting. Although he said he'd been challenged a lot. But normally, I'm sure. yeah, he said normally like his posture and confidence kind of takes care of that because people go, huh, something different about this guy.
1: Yeah, or just his physical being.
0: Yes. Crazy, huh? So anyway, um yeah, that it was a is a busy week our work had a big event and it was a good time. But that's neither here nor there. It's just where we were last time we should have been here. All right, this week's charity of choice is the War Fund. Go to greenvillewarfund.com, greenvillewarfund.com. You can find out about upcoming charity falling steel matches, their annual golf tournament in 5K. This is an organization that assists wounded and recovering law enforcement officers around the state of South Carolina. They do really, really good work. <clears throat> and truth be told, it helps that we have met, met people and families that have benefited from what the war fund does. Uh, if you want to learn more about them, go to Greenville War Fund. Dot com. That's greenvillewarfund.com, and you can assist with the recovery efforts of the wounded and recovering uh, heroes around the state of South Carolina. I got to tell you a personal story. You know, you, you have kids now. Indeed. And one thing you learn about kids is they hold you accountable for every little thing, right? You don't get away too easily with kids with saying something, and then I don't know if everybody has this problem or it's just me. But apparently I say a lot of things I quickly forget I said, right? Like I'm able to say, okay, if you'll give me 10 minutes, I will do that. And then my kid comes back 10 minutes later. Hey, you said 10 minutes and we could do it. And I'm like, did I really say that? But because I've got so much stuff in front of me, you know? So <laughs> my neighbors across the street are terrible with their dogs. Terrible. They had this old golden dog, and I think it's dead because I haven't seen it in a long time, which would have to indicate it's dead because I used to see it twice a week. And they just let him run around. And he'd come all around our yard and stuff. Well, our middle child hates dogs. Like, they terrify him. He he does not like dogs. So they decided the smart thing to do because they couldn't control one was to get a second. And this time they decided they'd get a German Shepherd, right? so we have a german shepherd we have a nice german shepherd that's pretty casual and then we have the mean mutt dog that lives with us so our dogs stay in the back they got out one time and killed a neighbor's chicken over on the other side of the neighborhood there uh so that was bad news and uh and we're pretty sure it's the mean mutt dog doesn't matter too much the point is people across the street their dogs are always out always out my cameras go off All the time. We got cameras all around the house. I get alerts all the time that there's motion, and I'll pull it up, and there's their dog roaming around my house, okay? So once upon a time, we were all out front of our house together, and their German Shepherd was running wild and loose, and they were in the front yard, just not controlling the dog. Well, it ran at my middle child, scared him half to death. And it was just being playful, but it ran at him. So I had to not so kindly tell them that I was willing to kill their dog which is exactly what came out of my mouth is I'm going to kill your dog. And I ran over at it and stopped my feet. And then they came over and got it. So I'm not sure what the tool You're
1: is. Mr. Rogers in this thing, I'm a nice you? guy.
0: Aren't I the best? Here's the thing. I don't, what I don't like about people is that they think everybody has to like their dog. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like they think us, oh, it's, it's my dog this week, this week, I had a guy walk into where I was standing, and his dog walked over and laid on my foot. And he expected for me to find that to be some sort of cute thing. I was like, get your smelly dog off my foot. Like, seriously, it's the rudest thing in the world to me. So I do. I had to, like, scoot his dog away and step back. And he did nothing about it. He just stood there like, whatever, deal with it. It's... Just like baseless human behavior. I hate it. I hate it. It is a sore spot for me.
1: Well, I think we're we're at a stage where dogs now occupy a different space than they did maybe when you and I were kids. Only to people that
0: don't have kids.
1: Well, I guess that's part of my point is they've sort of substituted kids.
0: That's what they do now, right?
1: Um, yeah. But then you have owners who are too dumb to train these dogs mm-hmm. to do anything or to be obedient. Right. So then they just do whatever, and then you're supposed to go, oh, that's hilarious. Right. I hate it. I hate it. Okay. It's pretty annoying. I've got I, my I mean, not not that I'm some kind of great dog trainer or anything. I, I have beagles who don't listen to anything you say ever. Him. They just do whatever their nose tells them. Um, beagles are a hard case. Yeah. But so, I, you know, I'm, maybe I'm a little guilty here.
0: But I mean, do your dogs run wild in your neighborhood? No. Sorry. Unencumbered sorry. by their owner? Like that's, I guess so that's the line for me, right? Like there's the type of person who realizes they're in charge of the dog and coupled with that, they have common courtesy when out in public. And then there's the people who lack all of that. They don't care if their dog's allowed to go wherever, run wherever, sniff and pee on whatever. It drives me crazy. Your dog should never be my problem. Your dog should never be my
1: problem. Well, and then you have the, the, the people that want to bring the dogs wherever they go now. Too. I hate it. I hate it. That's always kind of awkward. Yep.
0: Yep. So it's a sore spot for me. I have countless stories of ways people's dogs have annoyed me. Um, and, but I'm a softie with my own when it comes to if it's a well-behaved dog. Like my, my German Shepherd drives me crazy because she's dumb. She's just a dumb dog. Okay, But she's loyal as all get out. She's a nice dog. She loves the kids. Gets along well. Then our mutt that we rescued, which by the way, never rescue a dog. Just let them euthanize it because it's just going to cost you (laughs) thousands and thousands of dollars. Might as well pick the one out that you want and spend a lot less money because it'll be smart. My mutt dog out there. uh, The first thing she ever did, she literally dug a hole into the wall of my apartment um when i was yeah i was crate training her right and we'd gone months where she had to go in the crate when i went to work and she could come out when i got home i started feeling really guilty about that so at about i don't know six months in i said i think six months is long enough i'm gonna let her out and then i'll come home and just make sure you know so i put everything away no joke she like ate and clawed through the wall at the door trying to get out the door and then she ate carpet like the carpet disappeared. It wasn't there anymore. There was a perfect square missing, uh, and that cost me right at $1,000 when I moved out to have all that repaired. So, uh, And on and on I could go, actually. She's cost me more money than that for sure. Uh, I digress. The point of this story is my, when my neighbor's German shepherd charged my son, as playful as I know it was, that dog wasn't looking to hurt my kid. I don't want to be overly dramatic about it. But it did scare him. He has a phobia of these dogs, and he's getting better about it. But it shouldn't be his problem. Again, it shouldn't be his concern. Well, if your dog running at him is not going to help things. Right? Yeah, exactly. Why should he have to deal with that? So there's a tool that you use to turn the water off to a house, right? And when my dad and I redid the bathtub upstairs in my home,
1: well, where this is headed, Let me
0: rephrase. Way. Let me rephrase. When I watched my dad. <laughs> redo the bathtub Credit credit's <laughs> due. yes sir uh I, ha- I got one of these things and you can you know you can reach down in there and you can turn it off uh would we'll later find out you really don't need that but it doesn't matter too much and, and it makes it easier And what is it? you know what i'm talking about it has the handle on the top and it's like a long piece of iron and then like a u at the bottom of it and you can clamp it over the water line and it's
1: just like a a T wrench or something. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, there you go. Whatever you can buy that is. It was a
0: hardware store for like six
1: bucks or something.
0: Yeah, wasn't expensive, but it's heavy and it's iron. I told my boys that if those dogs came over and they were out front, grab this thing and
1: whack it one good time. Okay? I really was hoping you were going to say you we're going to just go turn the neighbor's water off and then just act like you didn't know what happened. You know what? That's
0: a very passive aggressive way. That would make
1: for a much better story, by the way. All right, I'll do that. Um, no,
0: well, actually
1: wait till you hear, (laughs) so a plumber out Cost them like four grand to find out that you just turned the water (laughs) off at the street. (laughs)
0: What had happened was I told my boys, if those dogs come over here and you know, first of all, don't run, they're running at you because you guys run. Uh, So don't run, stand your ground and walk calmly towards the house they'll leave you alone. But if they're coming over here and they're acting mean, grab this thing and whack them right between the eyes. As hard as you can. Just swat it, you know, if if you have to. That was a couple months ago, man. I have not even thought about it until uh, I got home fr- Friday night. And uh, uh, on Saturday, uh, we, we were organizing the garage. We went for a bike ride and such. Um, Saturday afternoon, I had to work Saturday morning. doesn't matter too much. The point is... Um, somewhere around, I don't know, one or two o'clock, we're in the, we're in the garage and my middle son, okay, here's important piece of context. So the neighbors cross street have a granddaughter and this is not her name. I'm not going to use her name. That wouldn't be right. She's a, she's a sweet little girl, sort of, uh, I going to say her name is, uh, Jamie. Okay. And so a uh, little Jamie's running around the street, not a real name. Anyway, my son looks at me, and he goes, hey, uh, just so you know, I told Jamie that, uh, because those, that T-wrench is standing there, he goes, I told Jamie that uh, that was there so we could hit her dog if it comes back to our house. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, you didn't. He goes, yeah, and she said we're not allowed to hit her dogs, but I told her, my dad said, those dogs come back to our house. Hit them with this. Just whack them. I had to tell my wife, I was like, "Hey, just so you know, the neighbors now know my game plan for taking out
1: their raucous dogs. Um, I hope next time the kid comes over, your son's like, see that right there? It's called a 300 blackout. <laughs> my dad said I can shoot your dog.
0: I'm going to mount a shotgun just above the kayak in the garage, <laughs> maybe just underneath it. See, you know what that is? No. Oh. 17 HMR, that's what that is. Anyway, I thought that was funny uh, and also terrible uh, because now now I'm that neighbor. Although I don't really mind it. Uh, it's just saying people that just the riffraff comes into our neighborhood because of them. So maybe subconsciously I'm trying to run them out and I'd be very happy yeah. if they're like, well, that rap scallion across the street. It's time to go. And they move out, that'd be great. Who knows? Uh,
1: something tells me you're not that lucky. I don't think I am. It's interesting. I don't know if it's the truck parked immediately behind your driveway so that you can't actually back out. Don't you hate that? Or if it's the uh, TV that is so large, when you look in their house, you can see it in, like, two different windows. Like, it legitimately... That's a 75-inch that's a TV minimum, right? Oh, yeah, it's bigger than that. I think it's There's 100. no way. There's no way it's 75.
0: You hear my voice fading in and out because if I look to my left out of my office window across the street at my neighbor's
1: house. I can see what they're watching. I can, right? see I, can, it. I can look through the blinds. So the blinds are like halfway open. They're watching like a Western right now.
0: Legitimately, I remember one. I think my oldest son being punished, and he wasn't allowed to watch his shows. He has like his YouTube shows. And he made a joke about, I wonder if I'm also not allowed to watch the neighbor's TV uh, because it's kind of that big of a joke in our house that you look out there any time of the day.
1: They're legitimately watching black and white Andy Griffiths right now.
0: Isn't it great? Yeah. Oh, well. We're not close
1: to them, by the way. No, I mean, that's, what
0: do you think? I don't know. I'm going to give that
1: 150 yards. I was going to say 150 yards. Yeah. Okay. And I'm maybe maybe less, it. but I'm looking at it like I can clearly see what's on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they, you know,
0: it's funny. Uh, I do have to say this: the people that live there are an older couple; they're retired, and they seem nice
1: enough. But it's
0: the kid that lives with them that has the dogs, and she just lets them run. And the drug habit. And yeah,
1: the point I'm trying to make. Well, about no, he's them, gone. The point I'm trying to make about them not moving is I don't think they could move that TV. I think they're going to have to like remove a wall. I'll move it for out.
0: them. I would. I would pack their boxes, man. <laughs> Let me go over there right now. You guys want to go? Get out. Um. Did everybody feel that way? Like I, I don't know if I'm just growing old and learning to hate everyone. That's not the right way to be. I feel like you're turning into that that guy in the neighborhood. I'm certainly. Get off t- my lawn. <laughs> okay, that was almost true today. Almost true today. Um, I had. I. I. I literally. There was a guy. Um comes walking up the road, we live on a double cul- cul-de-sac, okay? You literally you turn off one road, and we're not in a neighborhood per se. We're off of kind of a main drag. You have to turn left, and it's a cul-de-sac. You turn right, it's a cul-de-sac. This guy comes walking up the main cul-de-sac tonight, and I'm like, never seen that guy before, right? So he catches your attention, and he's walking,
1: right? Yeah. Where are you who, going, buddy? who is
0: he? Where is he going? He goes to the top of our cul-de-sac and sits down. And then. Well, I mean, he's probably tired. Yeah. Maybe 10 minutes later, he stands up, and he starts walking back down through everyone's yard. Walked through my neighbor's yard there, and then through mine and down and kept going. Not a joke. I was like, who is this fellow? <laughs> so, yeah, almost legitimately uh, around 7 o'clock tonight was like, Get off my lawn. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I guess that was going to be my question is, does everyone live somewhere where if you start to like really compile all your stories, your neighborhood sounds like a rat hole? Or is it just my neighborhood starts to sound that way?
1: I, I guess I'll find out soon. So I just moved hey, from you a just place moved. where I would, my answer would have been yes.
0: Yeah, you you did have a legit heroin dealer yeah.
1: living across, across the street across from you. Yeah. I did too for a while. We I think. did find out. They finally got him. Uh, I learned that after we uh, moved out. Tell that story real fast. So you're at home or were you at work? I was at work.
0: And the, your wife calls, right? You just had, She had just had the baby? Um, I mean, you did all the work, but then yeah. she had a baby.
1: <laughs> well, uh, they were renters. Okay. So it's rent a rental home. Yeah. We, we had... Suspected something was up because the guy didn't really have a job, but he's always coming and going. Um, he was always out front. Yeah, if I was outside, he came out to talk to me. The self-flagellation where you whip yeah. yourself. Yeah,
0: he's always out front, performing self-flagellation and saying, "Out demons, out." Exactly. We knew something was off. Yeah. Turns um, out it was the black tar heroin.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it sort of culminated in our neighbor so this was like in the middle of the the covid lockdown stuff so nobody was okay. working All Right, and she's out in the front yard you know picking weeds or something and this car pulls up as yes, she's and this in it's like a you know explorer or something like that and like the, the guy pulls up and he says hey can i talk to you for a minute she's a little standoffish of course she's probably 60 you know somewhere in that range she says, yeah, what can I do for you? He, he flashes a badge and he says, hey, would you mind if I parked in your driveway for a few minutes? Try to keep my eye on something. Right. She's like, okay, yeah, no problem. So she's kind of continues on her yard work. And he's yeah, so um, he starts making small talk about why he's there. She wasn't asking. but She was like, sure, park in the driveway, whatever. It's kind of one of those things... You don't always want to know. Yeah. Right? Like, the police are there. I think I think she thought maybe, because it's kind of like a cut-through road. It's near the hospital. Oh, I got gotcha. so I think she thought that he was going to, like, watch and see Speed people trap speed, people? Yeah. Which would be reasonable, I guess. Maybe. for our, That for, was kind of a windy road for like, a speed trap. Yeah, but people fly on it. It's crazy. Do it's, they really? There's speed humps kind of uh, on either side of our house. And yeah. People, I mean. Send it. They, yeah, they don't seem to care, so. Sit <laughs> yeah. light. Put, Hit those things like it's nothing. But anyway, uh, gotcha. he, so he rolls the window down and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna climb in the back seat and take some pictures." And so she's like, "Wait, what? What? What are you talking about? Pictures of what?" He's like, "Yeah, your neighbor over here. He's just stealing some drugs. Oh, nice okay. and casual, right?" And so uh, essentially, uh, she she basically has this conversation where. Come to find out, they suspect that he's selling heroin, and they're going to do an undercover buy, um, control buy with one of their guys. Cool. (laughs) And then, and then again, talking some more. Come to find out, this guy's like wife cuts her hair. Small world thing. Oh, the cop's wife. Yeah, not the heroin dealer. Not the heroin dealer. Okay,
0: Um, that would be really awkward. She's cutting heroin. How's 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 your husband been? (laughs) I've heard much about him lately. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> you got to like play dumb so you don't get whacked. You Price know? of Needle sure <laughs> keeps going up. <laughs> I'm sure that doesn't affect you at all.
1: So anyway, he's like, yeah. So in, uh, in about 30 seconds, there's a guy on a motorcycle. that's going to pull up and, uh, and she's like, wait. So like, he's like selling the drugs like right here, right now. And he goes, yeah, about 30 seconds. As a matter of fact, you got 20 seconds. And she scurries inside. She's like, well, I don't want to be out here for all that. Yeah. So then. What he, if that goes south? Right. So so this guy pulls up, tatted up, biker, the whole bit, like, would never <laughs> guess he's a cop. And she's taking pictures out the window. A, and, and it's got an iHeart here when. Yeah.
0: Bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> totally blending in. Would never be suspected.
1: Yeah. Uh. <laughs>
0: Sorry, go ahead. I'll stop interrupting.
1: No, that's quite all right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pick one of those up, though, when I leave here. Uh,
0: so she's... she's Ask me about my heroin habit.
1: She's texting me videos and pictures no. as it's going on. And I, I don't know where I was because everything was locked down, but I was not home. Um. So anyway, maybe may a doctor's appointment or something with the baby. I'm not sure. So because there was nothing else going on in the world, I can assure you that. Yeah. Um, cause it's been about a year ago. Uh, so anyway, he, uh, the, the guy pulls up full on biker, get up, like almost like, I don't want, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, almost trying, like a caricature. I'm not trying to be critical of the police here, but like, I'll go right ahead. Guys are maybe overselling it a little bit. Sure. I don't know. I
0: mean, he is a heroin I mean. dealer. So my, well, all right. He's Don't take this the wrong way. He's a small-time heroin dealer, right? He's not, like, down on a Mexican drug plantation running the operation. Sure. So I doubt his mental acumen is to a degree where he's going to, like.
1: No, he and I have had several conversations, uh, some at great length. Yeah. And I would say his IQ is probably not all that high. So, yeah, he probably wasn't picking up what, what everybody else was. All right. Uh, But anyway, so, so he comes out, the guy comes out and he like comes out of the house, pretends to like, look at the motorcycle, you know, like Mm -hmm. they're making chit chat, like they're old buddies and they go, Oh yeah, check this out. And I got these new pipes on here and earning the trust. Yeah. Hamming it up, you know, and then they go and sit in his car in the driveway for like a total of like 30 seconds. And then the guy hops on the motorcycle, Mm -hmm. off he goes, uh, heroin dealer, uh, stays in the car. Waits till the bike's gone. He drives off. The cops like, all right, I got everything I need. Mm. Cause he sat there and filmed the whole thing and took stills of the whole thing. Yeah. Like, so he's, he's probably 40 yards away, mm. but he's got like a telephoto lens. Like he's shooting a freaking Super Bowl, yeah, from the moon. You got you know? it, man. So he's, got, he's got all the gear out there and he was filming everything. And, uh, so yeah, we come to find out they did actually get him. We didn't even know. Nice, so, yeah.
0: I do want to say this, by the way. Um, I don't know that it pertains to that story very much at all. Somehow it just popped in my brain. Oh, because of the telephoto lens, right? Like, the cops have to pull some CYA these days. Because juries will just hand anybody anything. They don't care. They don't care. I heard the most insane story I've ever heard this week. I
1: feel like that comment you're trying to... Sort of lay some groundwork for the George Floyd case that's coming.
0: That that case gonna to get tossed and the officers will walk with a slap on the wrist. Prediction time. Um, I agree. it's been Shapiro's take, not mine. They overcharged. Uh, they'll never prove that guy went into that scenario hoping to kill him, which is which is basically what they've charged him with. And when you watch if you can objectively, which is very hard to do these days, you objectively watch those videos, you realize uh, he was in that excited state of delirium. Uh, experts will testify that that's a real thing and what killed him was a heart attack, not a knee on the neck. And And these guys, will, I think they'll get um, no more than what they deserve. That's how I would say it. Um, no, here, here's what I heard. And this isn't a commercial, by the way. Uh, But I was talking with the people from the USCCA, which you've probably seen commercials for on YouTube. And they told me a story of an elderly woman, I want to say in Illinois or Iowa or some state I don't care much about. Uh, She's an elderly widowed woman at home alone one night. She hears glass breaking from her kitchen grabs a shotgun and goes into the kitchen and a man did as she was told by your president, by the way. Yep. Grabs a shotgun. Uh, minus she never fired
1: around, right? She runs into oh, the kitchen. Right. Well, sh- you're supposed to fire two blasts into the air, into
0: the air, right above your head, through the attic, yep. killing your deadbeat son. Um, <laughs> I said, move out. Uh, burglars coming through the window She brandishes the shotgun. The burglar flees. She calls the police. Police are like, we'll keep our eye out. Uh, A little while goes by, and she gets served a lawsuit on behalf of the burglar who sliced his forearm open and had to go get medical attention uh, while breaking in her window. And her homeowner's insurance wouldn't cover it. And she lost. She lost. And he sued her. For her social security income and lost. She lost. He won. He won. Walked off she with her needs money. a better lawyer. I'm telling you what, man. I'm telling you I what. Mean, I believe that. Yep. I believe the story. There's multiple lessons to be learned there. Uh, one of them is I think you need some sort of insurance in case you have to defend yourself and your family. And again, this isn't a commercial for them. You go shop for whichever service you want. Uh, I'll tell you one thing the USCCA is different about is the fact that they are actually insurance. So it's a contractual obligation on their end to provide you coverage. A lot of these other places are just money pits. You throw your money into the pit, and if and when you need it, you go to them and hope they'll dish some out to you. There's a lot of medical insurance places doing that now, like these, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's like uh, Christian Med or something co-op like that. type deal. Yeah, it's a co-op. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you have to take it to the board, and they'll decide how much you get. And it's not based on how much you've given. It's based on what they think they can afford at the time. So anyway, that was terrifying. That was really, really terrifying. And we just live in a world, we're going to dive into this in a second, where the bad guys keep winning, man. The bad guys keep winning. They keep getting rewarded. It's hard to not become callous to that and just think, well, then you do what you got to do. Keep quiet about it, you know. You don't want to be that way about it. You want to be forthright and and stay within the law but anyway all right speaking of the bad guys winning um i'm not sure how to bring this up without sounding completely over the edge here but i'm just gonna say what i'm thinking okay um i'll preface with wait a
1: second let me i want to prepare myself okay generally you hold back your opinions so well so well so you have to kind of like wade through all this stuff to really get to the meat and potatoes of how you really feel about something. So if you'll just give me a second,
0: oftentimes people
1: oftentimes I'm going to pull a social media influencer.
0: A lot of my followers have been asking how I stay so (laughs) reserved. (laughs) None of that's true. Um, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, I got to give my preface. Um, I don't buy into false flag theories, okay? I get irked when people say the government was behind 9-11 so we could go to war for whatever reason. That makes me mad. I, I don't like that. But I'm having trouble understanding how we went four years with Donald Trump as president and I can't remember a mass shooting incident. And we've had 65 days of Joe Biden, and now we have two within a week. We had these terrible, terrible Atlanta shootings, which opened my eyes. I didn't realize that Asian hate crimes were as extraordinary as they are, if that figure's true or not.
1: Apparently, it's uh, huge. Uh, It's a
0: weird thing. Like, what is going on that people are attacking Asians? And don't give me this crap about... China virus, all right? No, That doesn't turn anybody into attacking Asian
1: people, okay? Well, Trevor Noah and everyone at NBC and CNN would have you believe that this is— It's all Donald Trump's fault. Well, it's it's all because Trump called it the China virus. It is. And and so all of these hate crimes have suddenly stemmed from COVID. Much like the Spanish (laughs) flu— We're allowed to name
0: things where they originated.
1: Well, not, not if it's from China, but if it's, if it's the UK strain or the Brazilian strain, which is a real thing right now, you can call it that. You can call it that. Come on. Only the Chinese are offended.
0: I would think, if I'm Chinese...
1: I'm pretty sure the Chinese don't give a flying crap what we say. I Actually, actually, hear me out. If you were
0: Chinese, don't you think that's a rational logical, good, kind-hearted, because the Chinese people are good people. It's their government that's, that's just crap, right? So don't you think if you're Chinese, you're over there, you're hearing all this talk of the China flu, you're probably going, oh my goodness, this might be exactly what we've been waiting on. If we can get the entirety of the world to put a critical eye on our government and finally discover everything they're doing wrong, then maybe, just maybe, they'll grow a pair collectively as the world and help us stop exploiting us for our cheap labor and our slave children and help us. That's what I would be thinking as a Chinese person. I don't think they're mad about it. I would think they'd go, yeah, Yeah, you should definitely look into what they're doing in Wuhan. You should definitely look into that. And by the way, then look around the entire country and look into what they're doing. Look into how they're starving us, how they're persecuting political dissidents, how they oppress any sort of religious minority or majority, really. But for some reason, it's like the elephant in the room that we're afraid to address because of our TVs and cell phones. I mean, that's all I can come away with is we just just don't want to talk about it. Anyway, I say that to say that that's mind boggling to me and anybody that's partaking in any sort of idea that you need to blame the typical Chinese person because of what their government is doing is absurd. Now, I've experienced that myself. Um, (laughs) In fact, we should probably do our voter here in a second. I was reading. uh, Okay, what's the I always get confused if it's unbroken or unbreakable i think it's unbroken uh louis vampirini story right they got turned into a movie yeah unbroken uh this is the story of uh is it yeah louis vampirini who was an an olympic athlete i think i'm saying his name right i'm thinking recalling it correctly uh anyway it doesn't matter too much but he was a pow in japan and he was tortured beyond belief you got to remember the Japanese were a very racist society during World War II, right? Like, that's not a secret. They thought they were, literally, they thought they were um, essentially, um, what's the word? They, they thought they were gods among men, Yeah, right? They were uh, a nation blessed by a god who had granted them dominance. Uh, no enemy could ever defeat them. Uh, you would be just, you know um, you're just a lesser person if you're not Japanese. And so, uh, torture was, was a thing they did it. They killed a lot of people. They killed a lot of people and they were terrible, terrible, terrible people. Uh, but there were also good people in Japan. You can't deny that. I'm sure there are people who are heartbroken to think that's what, uh, their leaders and their military were doing to people not to digress too much. The point is, uh, I remember reading that book and reading the account of what happened to him and the way our people were treated. And I was I was walking across campus. I was in school while I was reading it. And I was walking across campus. And uh, this Japanese woman was walking towards me. And boy, I had a thought that was not kind. But she made me mad just seeing her because I'd been just engrossed in this book, but immediately I was able to say to myself, hey, well, you know, that's not fair. That's not right. It was kind of comical to me after that because I was so into that world at the time where the Japanese were the enemy and all that, that I was like, oh, whoa, that's not right. So I don't think any rational person looks at Chinese people right now and thinks they're the problem
1: Did you leave immediately and you were so overcome with guilt you immediately just went to the closest Mitsubishi dealership and bought one? Uh, No, sir. Oh, okay.
0: But uh, I do have an LG TV. Does that help? I drive a Honda. I drive sure. a Honda Ridgeline. Yeah, I made up for it. Years later, but I made up I got for you. it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll let it slide And down. an Odyssey. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah you go? Yeah. <laughs> Doubled down on my, my guilt. <laughs> Reparations Dude, paid. New name for the minivan. It's white. White guilt. Nice. Yeah. I did that just now. <laughs> Sticker made up. Um, I don't know if the figures, I'd be interested to find out if the figures are correct. I'm I'm seeing it used by people I don't trust that this rise in anti-Asian hate crime is a thing. Uh, By the way, media malpractice galore down in Atlanta where I don't know if you saw the, the spokesperson for the police quoted. He quoted the shooter and the media took it and ran with it as if it was his quote. Right, that the shooter had had a bad day. Yep, all he was doing was recounting what the shooter had told them, and they want him out of a job for that, because one person somewhere took that and ran with it, and we just willy nilly
1: believe the things we choose to believe. It's but isn't that very indicative of the society we live in, where it's just a soundbite or it's just a headline? It's so what we do that, run with it, and then it's that guy's like that guy probably is ruined now.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Not I his mean, his
1: words. He didn't say those words. I mean, he didn't come up with that. No. He said it, he repeated it, but he didn't come up with it. Yeah, he, he told... He wasn't making an excuse for the guy, which is the way it was, has been played in the media, Yeah, which is uh, absolutely absurd. Uh, it's
0: terrifying, and it's really like the reason things are happening the way they are. We're in this cancel culture because we don't have leaders... Who are either they? They either lack the capability or the willingness to stand up against um, these—I don't know—crybabies of the world. Sure, you know the people looking to have other people canceled. They—they fear them, Uh, even though those people are just as guilty as everybody else. If you saw the story about the Teen Vogue editor being fired. Well, lo and behold, they've now found out that one of the girls that signed the letter, one of the what is it, twenty-five employees inside of Teen Vogue. How big is that operation? That I don't twenty-five even know what people. Talking about, so you got to rewind here. What, oh. what happened
1: to Teen Vogue? Okay, so at Teen Vogue, forgive me, my subscription lapsed, so I'm a little all right. All right, a all little right. behind on the word, you know, the word here, uh, Alexi McCammond
0: was gonna be or was the one of my ed- favorites. Yep. She's the best. Now listen, here's the thing. She had worked for Axios and I believe the Washington Post. I'll have to look into it here. I'll find it. She had worked Sounds for like a very neutral journalist. Left leaning <laughs> Exactly. Left leaning <laughs> publications thoroughly. In the interview process to become editor in chief at Teen Vogue, she told them I had some tweets ten years ago that got me in trouble. I was seventeen years old I tweeted a couple things that were funny to me and my friends at the time. In this day and age, with the temperature in the room the way it is, they would probably be considered homophobic and racist. The board, the people, looked at that and said, we understand you've apologized, no worries. Hired her anyway. She gets hired, and I believe 20 people signed uh, the petition, maybe 25, to have her fired. More than 20. More than 20, it says. This, I'm, So I'm, I've gone to HuffPost.com. HuffPost.com. Uh, she wrote a note. Now, by the way, here's the best part. She's black. She's black. And as it turns out, she gets fired for these more than 20 people. And of those 20 people, at least one of them, one of those 20, has used the N-word multiple times on Twitter. And that girl's white. So the white girl Wait, signs what? the pe- yeah, listen to this. The white girl signs the petition to get the black girl fired for being racist, but it turns out the white girl is using the n-word on Twitter over and over and over again. What kind of world do we live
1: in where that's even a thing? What kind of like Here's the thing. We've we've gone from <laughs> double standards to kind of like no standards. There's
0: nothing. You can't do anything about it. Can't do anything about it.
1: Let's just whichever way the wind blows. Such a
0: messed up world. All right, back to my original question. I was giving this long preface here, like a twenty minute preface. I don't. How, how did we get to? Okay, I, I understand the Atlanta shooting. I get what they're saying that you know, Trump laid some groundwork. I don't think that's true. I just don't think that's true. But there's a part of me that is asking, how did we get from zero ma- Is am I missing? A mass shooting under, I mean, under Trump's watch? Yeah,
1: I think you are. And so we were talking about this a little bit before we hit record. Okay. So I actually looked it up. So there are a few what I would consider notable. And when I say that, I mean in the eyes of the media. So we're okay. not not—we're not counting, uh, you know, a Chicago mass shooting where gang members shot (laughs) black on black. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the gunning down of complete strangers in a public setting. So there's a few that happened under Trump's watch. Okay. One. And most notably the Vegas shooting.
0: Oh, was that under Trump?
1: That was in 2017.
0: Oh yeah. bump stocks. Wow. How did
1: I miss that? Um, uh, there was the uh, guy that shot up the Walmart in El Paso. That's right. And then yep. the next day there was a guy in, I think, Ohio that shot, tried to shoot up a bar. Mm. You remember that one? I think the bartender stopped him or something. I don't or The know. cops were, like, walking by right when it started or something like that. And there might have been one more from what I looked up. Yeah, gotcha. so there was a few. Okay.
0: There was Vegas. Like
1: though. four, I think, what I would say, you know, fairly big ones mm-hmm. and not making light of that, just saying, or not making light of the others that maybe were not as many people died, but these were very notable. I mean, Vegas in and of itself it's a complete disaster because I honestly don't buy any of that.
0: Yeah. That's a scenario where I do start to really dwell into what mainstream people might call conspiracy theories, but I don't, I don't know how one dude did that. Like, I really don't. Because you can't just shoot a window out in Vegas. Those windows,
1: they got to be stronger than that. They said he hit it with a hammer. I'm not buying that either. Come on. Yeah. Right. On and on we could go. It's like a big mallet in the room. A lot of questions
0: around that one. A lot of questions.
1: All right. That makes sense. That's a story for another day, though. Because I'm not trying to take away from your point.
0: No, no. But that kind of was my point, was... I just wonder why why they're they're popping back up. That's what I was wondering. But we did have a few under Trump. The Vegas one was crazy. I, I don't know how that completely missed my mind. Somehow it did. Um, but anyway, if you don't know, um, there was a shooting in Boulder, Colorado, leaving multiple dead, including a cop. Uh, the suspects in company in custody. Colorado police officer this is Fox News. Uh, And multiple people died when a gunman opened fire inside a grocery store Monday afternoon, sending shoppers running for their lives and igniting an hours-long standoff. Boulder Police Commander Kerry Yamaguchi said a person of interest was being treated for injuries and was in police custody. He said he could not confirm the number of deaths, saying it was too early in in, uh, in the investigation. We don't know. They're still processing the scene, Yamaguchi told reporters. Uh, The identity of the deceased officer and other victims was not released. Yamaguchi said investigators are still working to determine motive. That's one thing I always find curious. Who cares about the motive of these people? I mean, maybe we should care so we could be a little more cautious, but at the end of the day, what are we going to do? I mean, I don't want to sound callous when I say this. You're not going to stop being Asian if that was truly the motivation for the guy in Atlanta maybe you're going to up security at your massage parlors, which by the well, way,
1: I think according to Twitter, what we can do is, um, all of us white people could die and then, yeah, they definitely want that the
0: problem. It'll end it. Yep. I feel bad for the Atlanta shooting victims in a way that I think is different because quite frankly, I don't believe those women are there on their own volition. I believe he we went into places where those women were enslaved and they were doing what they had to do. Um, you're dealing with an industry that is rife for human trafficking and uh, illegal and illicit activity, and that breaks my heart for them. I hate that. Um, I wish that uh, more often we had the story of, you know, we have a lot of good stories of good guys with guns ending these things, uh, especially in Texas at the church shooting. Have really good stories of these things happening. Uh, I, I wish that would have happened here uh, and in Atlanta. Um there's not a lot else to say about the grocery store. You can ask all the questions you want about why they chose to go into a standoff. Did that cost lives? The fact that they wouldn't just, like, why not just go in there and get him? Like, I'm not saying pull a Waco, but I am saying be proactive and just go. Like, I get it, but also you're a cop. I mean, this kind of smells like be,
1: Parkland, doesn't it? Seems to be a last resort for some reason. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know if that's a training thing or. I mean, I, again, not trying to be critical because I don't know how that works.
0: But if you reach standoff status, it's not one dude out there with a megaphone, right? You got whole teams of people on site. So send five of your best in to stop this guy. That's. I mean, I'm sorry, I just, I don't, I would really be interested to hear from an expert because I'm not one. So I don't want a Monday morning quarterback. But it's hard for the average person. Let's just say it that way. It's hard for the average person to see this unfold that way and go, oh, it makes sense. They'd wait outside. No, not at all. Get it. If, if, if you're in a standoff, somehow you're talking to the person. Then, uh, coming from the back or the side or whatever you got to do. But, uh, maybe they fear he starts killing people when he sees them. I just don't know. I don't know why they would do that, but, uh, you would think, uh, and you know what? Maybe that speaks to the problem. Maybe the, departments aren't uh maybe they lack the resources to go in and train that way where they you know they need five people like uh was it nairobi (laughs) the nairobi hotel yeah um maybe they need five of those guys one guy yeah exactly so if that guy can do it certainly american police forces can you know obviously he was british special forces and that's a thing but i don't know why american police forces aren't training at least a, a handful of people to be that good as well all right anyway uh so there's that there's that all right let's uh let's do voter what do you say want to do Voda? yeah let's do that uh, let's do Voda. i'm kind of
1: uh everybody knows the rules yeah, i think we need to laugh now
2: i'm an ambitious officer
1: one Voda. everybody knows the rules
2: i need to be a part of the hundred club
0: yeah uh so you know we're in the cancel culture and uh it's coming. It's coming for you. It's coming for me. Yeah, the only thing we can do is not care about it. Senator Tom Cotton was questioning President Biden's Justin De- Justice Department nominee, Vanita Gupta, about past statements she's made about being a racist. This, by the way, reminds me of the story this week where Biden fired the pot smokers. Did you see that? Oh, right? uh, yeah. Yeah. So they hire 100 new people. They fire five of them, right? And they go, ah, we can't have any potheads working here. But Kalamala Olive Harris was the one laughing and joking about her marijuana use uh, on the campaign trail. And
1: she was bumping Tupac. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Exactly. And you know it's great? Uh, it, by the way, because he's still alive. Greatest rapper alive. Well, Tupac. Yeah. Idiot. Um,
1: Didn't You just go on a rant about how you don't believe conspiracy theories. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to check.
0: I made a comment on a friend's post this week where he said he missed Biggie because Biggie made real hip-hop. And I said, the irony here is for him to still be alive, hip-hop would not have to be what hip-hop is. That's a good point. And then he took that as musical, where I meant, no, stop killing each other. Stop gunning each other down to prove some stupid point. Anyway, uh, Vice President Harris she laughed about it, but, of course, she was pandering to the audience. See, in Vice— and Yeah, it, it, I don't know if you know this. Vice President Harris has firmly stated that if you are black, you likely smoke weed, especially if you're black in Jamaica. if you remember, her answer to the question was that because her family's from Jamaica, of course she has smoked weed. If you remember further, by the way— well, It's still illegal, by the way, in Jamaica— And her father, still alive, disavowed the comment and said he was sickened by the fact that she would draw that parallel. Does he
1: still live in Jamaica?
0: I believe he does. Well, there you go. He was not happy. Not happy. But she doesn't care. She's talking to a group of black people. She says, how do I get them to vote for me? Oh, man, Hillary Clinton stole my hot sauce answer.
1: You can't keep any hot sauce in your purse.
0: Right. So I'll go with pot. I'll say I smoke weed because that's the other thing black people do. I saw some weed, I guess. I guess that is that is black culture. And that's the thing. You never. You should never forget that politicians boil us all down to the lowest common denominator, and they think that's us. That's what they do. They're racists. They love stereotypes, and they love talking down to people. Anyway, so this lady, she wants to work in the Justice Department, and uh, Tom Cotton's not having it because she
1: has admitted
0: to being a racist, listen to this.
1: Summer, nine months ago, you were in front of this committee and Senator Corden said, do you believe that all Americans are racist? You, you replied, yes. I think that we all have implicit biases and racial biases. Yes, I do. So Ms. Gupta, I ask you, against which races do you harbor racial bias?
2: Senator Cotton, I do not, um, the yes was to say that all of us have implicit bias. Uh, this was an right. exchange also that Judge Garland had with Senator Kennedy during his hearing.
0: Not the question. I believe
2: that we all have implicit bias. It doesn't like mean that we are harboring any racism at all. These are unconscious assumptions and stereotypes that can get made. Uh, and I remember uh, that summer in the exchange with Senator Cornyn that we were discussing systemic racism and implicit bias, and my response was to say that all of us have implicit bias.
1: Well, to be precise, you said we all have implicit biases and racial biases. That's all. Every single American you accused of implicit bias and racial bias. So I'm asking you again against which races do you harbor racial bias? I
2: am quite aware that I know that I hold stereotypes that I have to manage. I'm a product of my culture, I'm a product. It's part of the human condition. uh, All All
1: right. Did
0: you catch that, by the way? Now she's saying all Indians are racist in some way, right? Of course, she's already said all people are racist. Uh, but especially the Indians apparently yeah, and uh, yeah and, and she's a product it's her parents' fault. It's not her fault she's you know, but, but you know it's part of the human condition. We're all racists.
2: And uh, I believe that you know one of the reasons I believe that all of us um, are able to manage implicit bias but only if we can acknowledge our own and I am not, above anyone else in that matter. Um, I think implicit bias is something that is part of the shared human condition. Oh,
0: huh. so, okay. Here's, you know what I like about this, by the way, outside of the big laugh you get over the absurdity of it, is maybe we're just a step closer to saying, okay, if we're all racist, like she says, if we're all racist and we all have biases against other people, then maybe the next question logically could be, well, what else do we all have in common? And then- We could all slow down a minute and realize we're all exactly the same. So there's no reason to cancel each other. There's no reason to be mad at each other. But there is reason to just go, you know what? You're a human. I'm a human. We make mistakes. Show a little grace and forgiveness to each other, and then we move on.
1: Nah, there'll be none of that. Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, that was was like I felt a little warm and fuzzy for a second. Yeah. But uh, it went away. But just... No. <laughs> We're just not going to do that.
0: I love it. All right. That's a wrap on 138 of the Felt Recoil Podcast. You can always find us online. FeltRecoilShow.com. FeltRecoilShow.com. You can link over to our Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to email us, feel free to do that as well. Chris, K R I S, at FeltRecoilShow.com. There's also a contact us box at Uh You just go there, put your name in, tell us your comment. If you go on Anchor, you can leave us a message, a voice message, and we'll play that. If you like what you're hearing, please think about subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review that does help us, helps new people find the show. Until 139, we'll see you then.